We are back, baby. Hello, and a big old juicy welcome to Happy Hotties, the podcast. Where we ask, answer, and banter about the burning questions and topics you've been dying to discuss with your mum. Did you miss us? I bet you did. Wednesdays just weren't the same, were they? No, they weren't. I mean, granted, it only has been one week, but still. It seems longer than that. I guess it's been two, technically, by the time... This episode comes out. So we'll make it up to everybody. So a lot's gone on in these last two weeks. Yes, you nearly died. Yes, uh, I nearly died. I'm joking, at an engagement by the way. Party. I taught a couple new tracks in Body Balance uh, as I'm learning to be an instructor for that. We got a second microphone, although we're struggling with figuring out how to use it, guys. So if anyone has any help on that, that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, because the microphone, the second microphone echoes. And we turned one month old, officially. We're such baby happy hotties. We're little baby happy hotties. We're little baby botties. And when this episode comes out, it's going to be your actual birthday. Shh! I hate birthdays. (laughs) And this is the only reference I'm going to make to my birthday. Because every year... One of my best friends. It's the, the notorious friend that we always talk about in episodes. Actually, his name's Graham. And it's not the Jim Graham. It's another Graham. It's my work Graham. Because there are quite a few Grahams in our life. You know how Americans say Graham? And how do the English say Graham? Graham, I think. I'm not sure. We'll have it was to just a segue, someone. but I just had noticed that. Like Americans always say Graham. Yeah, it's like project, project, tomato, tomatoes. Moving on. Anyway, the birthday card. I also love that you guys have that tradition of sending birthday cards to each other. I send him poetic injustices as well. They're always so naughty, though, the birthday cards. There's like tits and balls and dicks flying all over the place. I know, slapping you in the face. I've seen that since I was little. And you're, you're not scarred by it. You've just grown up with it. It's been normalized in this household, which I love. Okay, so if you don't know who we are, you probably think we're absolute lunatics. So if you are tuning in for the very first time, bienvenido. My name is Jasmine Mizrahi. I am 24. I'm currently working as a sexual education facilitator, a gym instructor, a podcaster, ridiculous and sitting opposite me today on this beautiful sunshine filled day is none other than the happiest hottiest life hacker herself ilana katz hello mom how are you today i am effervescent and happy i love that do you have any hottie horrors to share happy highlights actually i've got a hottie ha ha a hearty ha I've got a ha-ha. Okay, that's a new one. Continue. I was on the road the other day and I bumped into a friend of mine who I haven't seen for a long time. And he's not the tallest person. He was with his two good-looking sons who aren't the tallest of sons. So we're chatting away and I said, your sons are so good-looking. And he goes, yeah, unfortunately, they've inherited my wife's short short (laughs) genes. And I giggled to myself thinking, but you're not the tallest person. Maybe they've inherited your genes. We love a Napoleon complex. (laughs) 
So I bit my tongue and smiled sweetly. And went on your merry way. Yes, we parted ways. And what have you been up to? I have been very busy getting absolutely faced drunk at engagement parties, apparently. That is definitely my horror of the week. Not that I can remember much. And I'm pretty sure the other horror from the other episode was also the same situation. Although I don't have a busted knee, but I have a, do have a really big bruise on my hip. What, what lesson have you learned? What came out of all this? <laughs> Proceed with caution when you were at an open bar. And how did you get so drunk? I just, I just consumed copious amounts of shots, mum. Did you keep going to the bar and getting them? or? Yeah, but they were just really free-flowing. So, yeah, I, I learned a good lesson in intolerance, alcohol tolerance, because it has been a while. I'm still getting back into the gist of things. So, I got a royal scolding, guys. From me. Warranted, needed, necessary. Moving on. Today, we are talking about something that we have all experienced. And if you say you haven't, it ain't true. It sure ain't. Those heinous moments that make you want to dive headfirst into a mighty old hole, crawl up in fetal position and literally never come out. Yes, awkward situations. Oi. You are the queen of getting yourself into them, but also somehow getting out of them unscathed, mum. Well, I'm still here, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) we're going to be discussing some awkward situations that people have written into us how to get out of them how to embrace them how to make the most of them and And how to laugh at them how to laugh at them and how to laugh at yourself and a little later on we'll also be hearing from a listener who shares her awkward experience at the gyno all right awkward situation number one i always feel awkward asking a cafe if i can use their bathroom do you have any tips I can so relate. When we were in Queensland, we decided to go for a hike and there were no bathrooms anywhere and we were dying to use the bathroom. (laughs) And the only place available was a very upmarket restaurant. So we walked into the restaurant and the waitress cornered us. She literally cornered us. She just came straight up to us. She didn't even, you know, when you walk into a place, you can kind of sometimes sneak around and no one really greets you. She just made a beeline, which on a normal day, I'd be very happy about. Good customer service. I love that we're complaining about the customer service. But in this circumstance, it just did not suit our needs. She made a beeline for us and was like, hey, menus. And we went, um, yeah, sure. So we pretended to look (laughs) at the menus, but I was scouting around for a loo. So I said to her, okay, before we sit down, where's the bathroom? So we ran to the bathroom and luckily, luckily there was a side door that we escaped out of. And we didn't go back to the restaurant. And I wanted to this day, she's still holding our menus. I don't know. I wonder if she's a happy hottie listener. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Any tips about that? I don't know. Maybe just be one with nature if you're going on a hike. Because that was a stressful situation. We couldn't leave the bathroom until we were sure the coast was clear as well. 
Anyway, at least we got to use the bathroom. They are so onto people in Europe if you try and do this, that even if you go into a Macca's, the doors are locked. You need codes on them and codes are only on the receipts. So if you buy something, that's how you know the code. Moral of story, take a skeleton key with you wherever you go. A skeleton key? Yeah, it's a type of key that can open any lock. Surely not any lock. Most locks. Number two. Mum always embarrasses me in public. What do I do? Oh, wow. Well, can I relate? Well, let me tell you a little story about a time that I was going overseas. One of many stories. (laughs) We were in a chemist and mum decided it was prudent for me (laughs) to purchase emergency thrush cream as I was going to Europe for six weeks. So we were in the chemist. I'm on one side. (laughs) Mom's on the other side. Of the chemist. And it's a big chemist. And all of a sudden I hear, Jazz, Jazz, do you want three day or six day thrush cream? They even had a nine day and a 12 day. I wanted to die. That was the most embarrassing moment and then not only did she pick one she proceeds to go behind the counter to hand pick her choice of thrush cream to the absolute horror of the poor little pharmacist who was just standing there because they had cream and they had capsules and they had tablets but it's his job you didn't need to go behind the counter i know but i'm such an expert I guarantee if you think your mom embarrasses you, I've got you beat. At least we can laugh about it now. Laughter is the best medicine. Ding, 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 I think. (laughs) I also just wanted to mention that this pharmacy was full of people. So yes, while I could have chosen to be embarrassed about this, I decided to take the higher route and laugh about it instead and giggle. But Jasmine, you'll never see those people again. Exactly. And if you can laugh at yourself, then no one can laugh at you. Next one. My awkward situation is when I was going to the school I teach in and it was pouring rain. I walked into the class and my white top was completely see-through. Oh, well, that's okay. I went to the bathroom once at school and my skirt was stuck inside my underpants. What? Yeah. When was this? And my friend Graham came behind me and yanked my skirt out and I sighed with relief. How long were you walking around like that for? It was probably 10 seconds because we both went to the bathroom together. Okay, that's not as bad. So we were alone in the corridor. Wow. Mm. You weren't embarrassed? No, I don't think anything embarrasses me anymore. I don't think so too. I think you've created such a thick Such a nice thing. Thick exterior, such a a shell. Everything just bounces off you. Yeah, because everything comes and goes. Yeah, and why be embarrassed? Yeah, why be mortified? Because tomorrow will be another story. That's very true. And it makes amazing stories. Mm. Okay, next one. I just bought a vibrator and it fell out of my bag in the street in its bright packaging, but not just anywhere in the street. It was outside my workplace. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Pick it up, put it back in your bag, head held high, because my G-string fell out of my bag in front of my class. Do you want to tell the story one more time? Brief Sparknotes version for anyone who hasn't heard that episode. Okay. 
I was going out that night. I wasn't coming home. And I was going to have a shower at my friend's place. And I just packed up my bag. And I was taking something out of my bag at work. And my G-string fell onto the floor in front of my students. And I was mortified, horrified. I nearly died. And then I saw the funny side and I started to scream with laughter. And all my students started screaming with laughter. And Graham, who was in the class co-teaching with me, also started to laugh. I think we need to get old Gra on the show one of these days. I think we'll have to. I think we'll have to as well. If you want to hear that story in more depth, then go to our Fears and Phobias episode. But don't worry. If anything falls on the floor, you pick it up and put it away. (laughs) Doesn't matter what it is. But I think it would be a bit difficult if it was a dead body. (laughs) (laughs) That's morbid. No, it's not. It's funny. How could you fit one in your bag? You wouldn't. Or a foot. Very topical (laughs) at the moment. A foot with an ASIC sport shoe on it. (laughs) Moving on. Next question. Statement. Awkward situation. My uncle has no filter and has gotten us into very awkward situations. One example is complaining about the service in a restaurant out loud. It makes me cringe. All right. When Jasmine was a little girl, she wanted to go to a shop and I said... It was my favorite corner shop. It was near our house and they had amazing like white and red lollies. And I I always wanted to go there after school. (laughs) (laughs) Which we did many a time. But one day I said to little Jasmine, Jasmine, we're not going to the shop. It's a crappy shop. I loved this shop. I loved the man who tended this shop. He was beautiful. He could hardly speak English and he had a big head of fluffy hair. (laughs) Moving on. And we ended up in the shop because Jasmine did get her way. (laughs) So we walk into the shop and Jasmine says to the man, my mummy said this is a crappy shop. I was in a very awkward situation. I went, no, Jasmine, it's not a crappy shop. I don't want you to eat crap from any shop. Oh, that is a good save. He didn't believe us. Oh, no he chance. Didn't, he didn't believe me. Jasmine was so loyal and protective <laughs> of this dear man with the curly head of hair. I loved him. I loved him too. I, I actually remember doing this. I just pounced up to him, like puffed up my chest and was like, my mum said this is a crappy shop. And I had to cover up. <laughs> and I didn't go back to that shop. I would wait in the car and let Jasmine and, and her sister go into the shop. Oh, I think that that is very rude and disrespectful of your uncle. It reminds me of a story. I was in a Thai restaurant one day and some people came into the shop and they asked, do you speak English so we can order? And I cringed. I was going to go and tell them how rude I thought they were, but I didn't want to interfere because the waiter was so lovely and carried it off really, really well. And I hope he embarrassed these people. So moral of story, when you go to a shop, when you go anywhere, respect the staff. 100%. Like no one likes that person complaining at a restaurant. I get it. If if something really disastrously bad has happened. Like if sure. you have a, 
a cockroach in your soup? Like, by all means, no one likes cock soup. So, <laughs> so complain about that. Cockadoodle-doo soup. But actually, I have a funny story about this. Okay, um, go when on. When I was in Spanish at uni, I <laughs> said to my teacher, Quiero sopa de polla. And she burst out laughing and she translated that instead of saying, I want chicken soup, I instead said that I want dick soup. Oh, how sweet. Yes, Rita. 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 She Senorita. had a great sense of humor. But yeah, I mean, if it's like a hair in the soup or like whatever. A pubic hair. Maybe that's going a bit far, but I i mean, imagine all the things that we have eaten unbeknownst to us. Fingernails, saliva, skin cells, hairs. Earwax. Yeah. It's not. Immune building. <laughs> Next one. This morning when I was going to work, I was waiting at the train station and someone waved to me. So I waved back with a massive smile on my face, trying to be nice, and then realized they were waving at the person behind me textbook awkward situation waving miscommunication i don't know what it is it's like when someone goes to high five you and you miss it it's just so awkward why is it so awkward it happens to us all the time it's so embarrassing i know that when i'm doing your gym class i turn around and i wave to someone and five people wave back to me so it's nice it's community wave you need a little white glove like the queen <laughs> it's her birthday on Wednesday and she's going to be 95. Aww. The dear little queen. You and the queen both share a birthday. I know. Because you are a queen. I don't know what it is. There's something about that that really gets me in the depths of my heart. It's so embarrassing. And I have no tonic, no cure for you. Dwell in your embarrassment. Own it. Embrace it. because And laugh at it. That's never, ever going to get better. And it won't be the first time or the last time. We all wave and people wave back. I think that in Australia, our culture, the fair go culture, is quite polite. You wave, someone thinks you're waving at them and they wave back with a nice smile. You can always do the scratching your head thing, you know, like, oh, (laughs) scratching your head. Next one. I had a really, really bad day and went to my car, which wasn't unlocking. I kept trying to open it, starting to get slightly aggressive, only to have a security guard come over to me as everyone around thought that I was robbing it. I was so embarrassed. No need to be embarrassed. Where was your, where was the car parked? I wonder. But we've done that. How many times have we gone to another car thinking that it was ours? I actually sat in someone else's car because the car was unlocked because it looked exactly like mine. Are you kidding? Mine was parked right next to that car, the same color, everything. And I was sitting in the car and I tried to turn on the ignition and I couldn't get my key in. So I think it happens to all of us. I think it's a very common scenario if you have a car. Unless your car's bright orange or lime green. They should make more colorful cars. I hate colorful cars. Why? I think they'd be easy to steal. Maybe if they're all the same. You mean because they're less inconspicuous? Yes. Mm. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, no, I tend to agree. I do like my little black sexy panther of a car (laughs) she's a cutie we love her and she still smells so new you're obviously taking really good care of her thank you i'm a capricorn we're clean (laughs) our next awkward encounter comes from someone who was waiting to surprise someone at the airport when i saw them i went to hug them from the back 
Then I realized all too late, it wasn't them. It was so embarrassing. At least she didn't pinch him or her on the bum like I did. What? When I thought it was dad at the airport, I saw someone who looked exactly the same as my husband at the airport. I gave them a big hug from behind, pinched them on the bum, as one does when they're greeting someone they haven't (laughs) seen for a long time. And it wasn't my husband, it was someone else. A pinch on the bum? Why not? How did it go? I apologised and the person was really, really nice and we parted nicely. He, I think he saw the humour in it. Well, you shared something special. <laughs> Next encounter comes from someone who said they were checking a co-worker out during lunch on Instagram and then realised he was standing behind them in the line. Oh dear. Painful. That is painful. I have no words. That is so embarrassing. You're stalking. <laughs> as we all do. You're Ouch. not the only one. It's almost as bad. I actually wonder what's worse, having that happen or when you like someone's picture from years ago? Because you've obviously been looking at their profile. From like, say, six years ago. There's no beating around the bush on that one. Because if someone's standing behind you, what would you do? You could just say, oh, I was just adding everyone from work on Instagram. There's ways around that. Social media is very... A fickle mistress. It is. What would you do? I think I would would say, yeah, I just wanted to follow you. That's that's it. Yeah, I was just following you. Was on your profile. Cool pictures. Play it off. Be cool. Or maybe the person was happy you did that maybe it was a compliment to them this is what we discussed in our crushes episode if people were more forthcoming with their crushes and who they liked and what they thought things would be a lot easier honesty is the best policy i would be flattered if someone was on my profile and i and i saw they're a serial killer or a stalker i've got to say it's a grotesque double standard of this world but it's 100 percent true if you like the person you don't mind if they're a bit creepy You do mind. Please kindly vacate the premises of my cyber profile. And please leave the country. But we can't leave the country, can we? COVID. One day. Next one. My boss caught me chucking a sickie when I went to a music festival because I was briefly on the news in the crowd. Oh. Oh. So you got better quickly that morning and because you weren't going to work. You spontaneously booked a music festival. (laughs) Yeah, sounds legit. Look, just own it. You go back to work and you don't say anything unless your boss says something to you. But do you think that takes away a lot of your credibility? It's like the boy who cried wolf. Not if you're a a good worker and if you're a nice, decent person. Has anything like that ever happened to you? So many things have happened to me like that. I once rang up and said that I couldn't come to work. I was sick left a message and I went to the beach and I walked past my boss who was also at the beach and we nodded to each other and kept walking. This was a long time ago. Yes. You, it was just a, it was a general consensus of yep we are not going to acknowledge this but we will. With we nodded nod. to each other. End of story. Oh my god that's awful. Next one. Our friends at the Fun Physio said Awkward when I said goodnight to a client and it was a morning consultation. (laughs) 
That has happened to me quite a few times similarly when I was working in retail when I was at uni and someone would come up to the cash register and I would say, hi, how are you? And they'd say, good, and you? And I'd say, yeah, great, and you? It's so awkward. But you know what? It all becomes a blur because you've got uni and you're working at the same time and day turns into night, night turns into day and all you want to do is survive and get through the day or the night. I bet it happens to people in casinos all the time because there are no windows. Exactly. Has anything like that ever happened to you? Yes. It's like I bumped into a mannequin and I said, oh, excuse me. And it's a mannequin, but I still apologize to the mannequin. What can you do? That's why we don't rely on motor skills alone, people. (laughs) Next one. My kid brings home artwork, which he thinks are masterpieces and makes me put them on the fridge, which I hate doing. But as a good parent... It's really good that you compliment your child and say how wonderful your child's artwork is. Nothing wrong with that and keep doing it. I think you're doing a really good job as a parent. This brings me back to when Jasmine was a little girl. She was sick. I left her at home. I had to go to work. I came (laughs) home and Jasmine was in my bedroom and she was busy. And I'm thinking, what is she doing? I looked in my cupboard and she had color-coded my whole cupboard. (laughs) And was so proud of it, I might add. I cringed because (laughs) I'm the type of person, I put my skirts together. Not that I've got that many clothes. I put my dresses together. I put my jumpers together, my t-shirts together. But Jasmine had taken everything out and put everything (laughs) in the same color together. I remember doing that. I cringed. I thought you loved it. I had to pretend to say that I loved it. I kind of knew, like inside, I was like, oh, she's not really responding like I thought she would. (laughs) She's not as excited as I've seen her before. So I left it for a few days. And when she went back to school, I put everything the way I liked it. Yeah, but lesson here, I suppose, is is just let your kid have their fun. Yeah, and respect your kid's choices. Mm, it is and, a little bit awkward, but sometimes you just have to be the bigger person, I suppose. And encourage your children with everything they do and love them. Speaking of children, our next encounter has something to do with them as well. I was in the park and a lady yelled out to come get ice cream. So I thought, why not? I proceeded over and she said, who are you? I'm calling my kids. How awkward. That oh, is so bad. So you thought that this lady was handing out free ice cream, oh. but it had nothing to do with you. She was calling out to her children. But how were you to know that? That is so common sense. I don't know, but if someone calls out free ice cream. No, I don't. It says here, come get ice cream. Okay, can I, I hope I'm not being boring, but I have a really, really funny story. Go on. Mr. Whippy and his ice cream truck drove around our streets and there'd be music and you and your sister would say to me, Mum, Mr. Whippy's in the street, can we get ice cream? And I said, girls, if the music's on, it means there's no more ice cream left. No. Yes. Oh, my God. 
I know wasn't I mean. I don't remember this. I Guys, I'm hearing this for the first time. That is so, so sick. Mean. Why are your eyes popping, you sadistic person? That's awful. Well, that's... Do we believe it? You believed it. You were little. Well, because you didn't want to get us ice cream. No, because there was ice cream in the freezer. Thank you. Thank you for depriving me of a childhood. I appreciate that. Have I that. scarred you for life? Yes. Have I? Moving on, because otherwise I'll get angry. <laughs> <laughs> I sent my friend a text of how awful my date was when I was on it and looked up and I ended up sending it to the date who was sitting opposite me. That I... is shocking. How uh, do you actually get out of a situation? Like, what would you actually say? I think you've been caught out. <laughs> I and I think that... You pay the bill and go your own separate ways. Never see each other again. I think I would just be like, oh, I just copy and pasted that um, or something like that. Like that wasn't from me. Yes, it was. Oh, you're so digging your own grave there. Yeah, that's really embarrassing. We've all accidentally sent text messages to the wrong people. I had a horrible boss. I thought I was sending a text message about my boss to my friend but I sent the text message to my boss and the text message said she's a <laughs> and then what happened she <laughs> Stay so close. I knew that she was in a meeting so luckily, because she was such a slob, she used to leave her bag all over the staff room. So I got into her phone. I rummaged around her disgusting, contaminated, <laughs> filthy bag. Are you bitter? I can't tell. And I pulled out the phone. And luckily, she didn't have a password. And I deleted the message. You are so lucky. That she didn't come out of that meeting dribbling like she always does, <laughs> like a salivating cow. <laughs> you are so lucky that she didn't have a password. And Otherwise, you would have lost your job. Not only that, for some reason, thank you, universe, the security cameras weren't on because... They had 24-hour security cameras in that building. I think we can all learn a really, really important lesson from that, which is please double-check your recipient. You know what? Unfortunately, we're all guilty of it. I've also had certain cyber situations where I've screenshotted a chat with someone. That you sent to me. No, and I sent it to that person. Oh. So it's obvious that I'm sending it to someone else. Oh, dear. I wanted to stick my head in a cannon. It was so bad. So yeah, you're not the only one. Don't worry. Next one. Trying to parallel park while people watch. Parking outside a busy coffee shop or beer garden and everyone's watching what a bad parker you are and you get so embarrassed you drive away. Why are people so insistent on watching people park? Because I've been in the situation, people would stop to watch me park. It's so embarrassing. I'm a great parker, I might add. I'm not. You are a shocking driver and a shocking parker. Thank you. That's really nice to hear. It's true. Um, I don't know why people get some sick kicks from watching people fail to parallel park. It's borderline sociopathic. 
I can't park on the right side. I can only park on the left side. And it has to be a really, really big spot. And if I'm getting really embarrassed and people are watching me, I'll try once or twice and then I'll drive away in embarrassment and shame and humiliation. You are not a good driver. I'm a jerky driver. That is an understatement. The amount of times we've been in the car together. When you've been hungover and I'm taking you home and my driving makes you want to puke. Your driving always makes me want to puke. (laughs) Moving on. I gave my boss the finger and he saw it in the mirror in the store, but pretended not to, which I appreciated, but I could never look at him in the eyes again. That's why at a lot of counters, they have a mirror behind you. So people are very cautious when they're complaining because they can see themselves in the mirror. The mirror pacifies them because they can see how bad they look when their face is all contorted. Contorted with rage. Mm. So why do gyms have mirrors? <laughs> so people can I'm pacified. That's why I never stand next to the mirror. Are you kidding? You love the mirror. I know, I know. I stand right down the front. <laughs> it's really nice being in the, the instructor now because no one can stand in my spot. <laughs> it's mine. So we've spoken a lot about the awkward situations you guys have written in telling us about. Now let's actually hear from a listener who found herself in a very unenviable position at the gyno. Hi, happy hotties. I'm sharing my awkward story. I went to the gynecologist and she had moved clinics from the last time I went there and she shared a waiting room and receptionist with a um plastic surgeon and when I walked in I just went off about I was like oh it's so weird and um that you are a natural women's um doctor looking at like you know natural reproductive women's health and like health and stuff and then there's a plastic surgeon working right there who is just augmenting women's bodies and it's all artificial and I went on to slam plastic surgery and how stupid I think it all was And then she goes, oh, we share a um, waiting room and um, receptionist because that's my husband. And then proceeded to stick her head between my legs and examine my vagina. It was so awkward. My question to you is how do you come back from that? I just went silent and kind of didn't speak the rest of the time. (laughs) How do you make a joke out of that? Wow, as if visiting the gyno wasn't bad enough already. You really you really stuck your foot in it there, humble listener. You stuck your foot in your vagina. <laughs> yeah, she really could have made that experience even more unsavory than it already is. God, mum, what would you do in that situation? I don't even know. Well, they obviously, the gyno and the plastic surgeon, want to save money on rent. So they're double dipping. <laughs> Next time she can make a vagina-shaped chocolate cake and take it to the gyno. As a peacemaker. Exactly. I think in that situation, you can... There's a a few things you could do. You could say you need to go to the bathroom and never come back. Like we did. Or change the subject immediately. Pretend you need to go find someone spontaneously. 
But you know what? I think, beautiful listener, next time, if you go there again, she won't even remember. Yeah, they see and hear so many things every day. I think it's water off a duck's back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> water off a duck's vagina. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that magnificent story. I hope many people will gain solace from that. Look, I wouldn't worry about it. It is what it is. And you said it and it won't be remembered. (laughs) There is no coming back from that one, unfortunately. Embrace it, laugh at yourself, and hopefully this guy now has as good a humor as her probing skills. (laughs) Well, folks, it is time to wrap up the show for today. We hope you enjoyed episode six. Rest assured, we've got some really good ones in the pipeline for the rest of season one. And if this break showed you how much you missed Happy Hotties, we would be so grateful for your rating slash review or your follow slash subscribe. Any of those platforms, really. They're all different, so I don't even know what to say anymore. We will quickly mention that the content produced by Happy Hotties exists solely for entertainment purposes and is not intended as a substitute for professional advice. Thank you, as always, to Matthew Drury for whipping up our catchy little tune. And if you, yes, you, have any burning questions you need advice for or any crazy, wild, audacious stories the world needs to hear, then make sure you submit them at Happy Hotties the Podcast on Instagram and you may be featured on the show. Just remember, guys, laugh at yourself. Laughter is the best medicine and it's all water off a duck's back. Or shh. Or vagina. Bye, beautiful people. Au revoir. Desvidanya. Lehitra. Ot. Sayonara. Bye. Bye. I am never going to be able to look at ducks the same again. (laughs) I'll just pat a few. (laughs) 